in our minds going back 271 years this morning to uh, the birth of William Carey. I want to go back even further still, to go back 2,000 years and to ask you what you would ask the Lord were you to have met him 2,000 years ago in the flesh, were you to have been given one question that you could ask Jesus, what would that question be? We meet in Scripture a man who had that opportunity and he asked the Lord a very good question, albeit for a very bad reason. He asked the Lord to test him, but he asked a great question all the same. Uh, Matthew and Mark both record for us this incident. Uh, Matthew 22, it should, the passage should be available on the screen. Thank you very much. Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, the man asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? That is a good question. What is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Amen. So the most important commandment according to Jesus is that we love God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind. We might say with all that we are that we love God. If you are living your life as if God doesn't really matter, then you're breaking not just any commandment, but the one that Jesus puts at the top of the list. Even if you're a very nice person who's living a very nice life, to break the number one commandment is no small thing. How thankful we should be for Jesus who made a way for command breakers like you and like me to be forgiven, to be forgiven and to find life in Him. And that's where this could end. Jesus is asked for the top commandment, the greatest commandment, the number one on the list. And there it is, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. But Jesus never allows us to separate our love for God from our love for people. Never. He never allows us to pull these two things apart. And so not only does He give the greatest commandment, but He gives the second greatest commandment. He says the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So two questions. Firstly, who is our neighbor? Who is the person that we are to love as we love ourselves? Where is the line that Jesus draws between those that we must love and those that we don't have to love? 
And the second question is, how are we to love those people? So question number one, who is our neighbor? Jesus goes on to answer that question by telling a story. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. So two religious men from the same people group, two Jewish, religious, respectable, presumably, men, see this man lying half dead in the gutter by the side of the road, and their response is to keep walking. Verse 33, but a Samaritan, and uh, you know this story as well as I do, Samaritans hated the Jews, the Jews hated the Samaritans for all sorts of cultural and historic and religious reasons. It was very, very deep. It was something that both the Jews and the Samaritans would have grown up with, this hatred, this division ran deep. A Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, two days' wages, and gave him to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return... I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. And then Jesus is the one who asks the question. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Who are we to love? We are to love our neighbor. And who is our neighbor? Our neighbor is simply the person who is within our reach. Doesn't matter what people group they're from, what their background is, the person who is our neighbor, the person who Christ calls us to love is the person who we are able to reach with the love of Christ. It's as simple as that. And in the modern world, I mean, 270 years ago, William Carey and his, his wife and family were able to reach uh, into India with the love of Christ. But in the modern world, it's never been so easy to have a long reach. We live in a world with the internet. We live in a world uh, with lots of missionary organizations, lots of charities, lots of opportunities. You can fly to these other countries in such a short period of time. We have so many opportunities in the modern world in which we live to reach far with the love of Christ. We can go on mission. We can support the work of IREF. We can support the work of the Baptist Missionary Society or other agencies or other charities or other, other people. So the question I suppose we all ought to be wrestling with this morning 
on Harvest Sundays, who is within our reach? when it comes to the love of Christ? Who can we touch with the love of Christ? Whose life can we impact with the love of Jesus? You say, well, that's all very well. Knowing who we are to love is one thing, but but how are we to love them? Well, Jesus says we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. And the response to that might be, well, I'm a very humble person. I don't love myself at all. How do we love? How do I love myself? Because that's the way I have to love my neighbor. Well, what do I do when I'm cold? Put on another jumper or I turn up the heating a few notches. What do I do when I'm hungry? I get something to eat. What do we do when we want a certain job or career? We we apply for the relevant training. What do we do when we're ill? Well, we go to the doctors or to the hospital. So to love others is to work to see them provided with the things that we work to provide for ourselves. That includes the physical, the material, and the spiritual. The Baptist Missionary Society, as we saw in that wee video that we watched just a few moments ago, is involved all around the world today in meeting the physical needs of others. The money we raise will help to reduce the rates of infant mortality. You'll see in the wee envelopes you have life's first cry in rural Afghanistan, one in every ten babies born don't see their first birthday. And it's just because of a lack of of education. It's so simple to solve. It just requires people to get to these places, to teach and to train. And that's what the money that we raise today will go towards. And social need, the need for justice and for opportunity. Uh, not just for one group of people, but for all people. So Kerry uh, pioneered that in India. He he worked to provide schools and education, not just for one caste or one class or one gender, but for all. And still again, the Baptist Missionary Society is involved in that type of work today. But 270-odd years ago, and still today, at the very top of the list for all of God's people ought to be spiritual need. That was certainly true for William Carey, and it should certainly be true for us today. Because if we, the church of Christ, the followers of Jesus, if we don't tell people about Jesus, no one else will. If, if the good news of the gospel, if the urgent call to turn and to trust in Jesus doesn't come from our lips, then how will they hear? How will they believe? How will they receive that life that only Jesus can give? So let's be 
plodders. Let's plod on like William Carey. Let's plod on as we attempt to love others. That's a great thing, to love others. And let's expect, as we do so, great things from our God. Let's expect Him to work in us and to work through us in ways which far exceed our expectations, our, our, our greatest hopes and dreams. Let's love Him and love others as we look to the Jesus who has so loved us. And let's rejoice together in that love of Jesus. Let's remember the call to proclaim the love of Jesus to the world as we stand to sing our closing hymn. Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord.